Hello there, you're listening to the Park Rush Podcast. This is a theme park podcast. I'm Tom. Joining me, as ever, is Josh. Hello there. Hello there. How's it going? Really good. Nice. Glad to be here once again. Yes, once again. It never stops. Yeah. This train will never pull into the station. It is always out there on the track yeah. forevermore. It's, um, it's like the runaway train. It certainly is. The runaway train of your podcast feed. It, yeah. will, it cannot be stopped. It cannot be contained. Yeah. No matter how many of you unsubscribe yeah. week by week, we <laughs> will keep going because I listen to it and you listen to it. Yeah. And like maybe one or two of our mates listen to it. Yeah. That's enough Yeah. for it to all be worthwhile. Absolutely. This week, we're trying to make it worthwhile despite <laughs> the fact <laughs> that a, uh, a quirk in the scheduling means that this is it feels like the ninth podcast we've done in the space of two days yeah it does and it means we've kind of exhausted the news agenda but weirdly only been three podcasts yes we're starting what we hope could become something of a series yeah within the park rush brand yeah brand yeah we're a brand absolutely theme park film reviews is kind of what we're calling this yeah theme park film reviews i'm going to try and come up with something a little bit more succinct for metadata purposes okay but uh for now that's the working title yeah or as they would call them in america theme park movie reviews or theme park movie reviews but film reviews is that little bit shorter yes but We'll see. It could change by the time you listen to this. It might be called something completely different. Well, we'll just wait and see. But the general gist <laughs> is to go through the history of films based on theme park attractions. Yes. And talk about how they came to be. So the history of the rides that inspired them, the production of the films themselves, how they were received, the differences between the films and the rides, all that good stuff. And kind of, I guess, what the legacy of those films have been and what the legacy of the ride has been you know since these films came out and yeah for every success and you could argue there's only been one <laughs> you have uh, a yeah. failure or two that yes. maybe hasn't done the reputation of yeah. the ride or the film and those involved in the film maybe hasn't done their reputation the world of good um however i think fitting that we start with the one that has been kind of yeah. an unmitigated success i think regardless the of big boy how you feel the franchise has developed yes. over the course of the last yeah. 16 years, oh, I think. Oh, wow. There have been a lot of Pirates of the Caribbean films, Josh. Yeah, um, <laughs> sure have. We're going to be focusing, though, on the, the first one from 2003, the surprise hit, Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl, oh. which is, of course, inspired by the ride Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, is it? Uh, yeah, would you believe? Whoa. The Disney classic itself. Uh, the final ride designed by Walt himself. I thought it was based on It's a Small World. No, oh. but there is some It's a Small World DNA in Pirates of the Caribbean. It's true. So we will get to that. Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl, directed by uh, Gore Verbinski, who I also found out during my extensive nice. research was uh, attached to do a Bioshock film. Oh. Yeah, which was um, in kind of development hell for a long time. and then Also water-themed. Yeah, obviously ended up never happening. Yeah. But, um, yeah, there, there's something to that. Uh, Jerry Bruckheimer, it was his production house that got this film done. Big, big name. Big, big name in the movie biz. Uh, script uh, or story written by Ted Elliott and Terry Russo. Is he one of the... I don't think, no. As far as I'm aware, he's not related to uh, the... Russo uh, brothers. The Russo brothers, who are now known for the uh, Avengers and Captain America films. Yes. Uh, as far as I'm aware, he's not related. But okay. that is something maybe that I should have thought to look up. Uh, it didn't cl- It didn't register with me until you just said it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Russo. He's they- also the guy from House of Cards, right? Oh, 
Yeah, maybe. That's a good question. I've kind of wiped House of Cards oh, from memory, yeah. to be Stop honest. That it's, yeah. And of course, the cast. Uh, kind of, I, I feel like maybe this is harsh to Johnny Depp. I don't think his career was necessarily in the wilderness in the same way that I, I was kind of going to compare him a little bit to Robert Downey Jr. and him taking the Iron Man role. Okay. Like this kind of became his iconic role yeah, kind of out Jr. of nowhere like yeah. a film that no one expected to be as big as it was yes I mean Robert Downey and, Jr. obviously and, had a pretty solid career when he was younger yeah uh, lost his way to drugs yeah and I guess very much found himself again with the help of the Iron Man films yes certainly wow. and um, is still going strong doing yeah. all that stuff and you know Johnny Depp does still keep doing these Pirates movies yeah but, uh, uh, which is probably Probably the worst part about his legacy that's come from Pirates of the Caribbean, quite possibly, is the continuation of Pirates of the Caribbean yes, raw, yes, uh, films. Not yes, rights. definitely. But Orlando Bloom as well. Remember him? Who I feel like you never seen anything he, anymore. Really, uh, he was, uh, was in, at the peak of Bloomness. He was in Black Hawk Down for all of two seconds. He was, which uh, was a 2001 I mean, film. This was the year that Return of the King came out. So I think this film came out uh, in between the Two Towers and Return of the King. So oh. Orlando Bloom was. Uh, was all the rage at this yeah. at this point. I think this was like the big breakthrough for Kira Knightley as well. I don't remember um, Kira I don't Knightley. remember seeing her in anything before which was in Love Actually. Was that before Pirates or after? My Love Actually knowledge is lacking. My, my Love Actually knowledge is also lacking but it must have been around about the same time. Yeah. Um, I think it might have been a bit later. Yeah. And, uh, and Maybe Jeff- around two. Yeah. Yeah. Jeffrey Rush as well. Of course, um, who's great in this he he certainly is favourite um, bad guy in the franchise yes and they keep bringing him back yeah uh, as far as I'm aware he's been in all of them right I think he has but he's kind of become yeah. like a hero now yeah it's, uh, it's, it's, it's been a strange character arc for that guy yeah it's a great arc it, it has been a decent arc he's probably the only character who's kind of maintained anything yeah like a decent reputation do you reckon that's on him as an actor, yeah, I mean he's a good actor. He, uh, and, yeah, and he, I think he's he really has good. a kick out, gets a kick out of the role every time that he takes it on. Yeah. I mean, I am. How many of these have they made now? Five. Uh, I've not seen four. So you've got the first three, and you've got Stranger Tides. Yeah, and and then they did the, the one that just came out, the Javier Bardem uh, Salazar's Revenge. Yes, which had a different name in other parts of the yes, world. Which is, oh. Uh, yeah, so that one and the fourth one I've Orlando Bloom seen. and Kira Knightley are in that. Yeah, I've heard, yeah. which seems odd to me. Yeah, that's an odd one. Yeah, but Curse of the Black Pearl. Yes, from two thousand and three, inspired, of course, by the ride of the same name. As I mentioned earlier, the final ride, designed by Mister Disney himself, Walt, Walt uh, oh, before yes. he died. Uh, it opened in March nineteen sixty seven at Disneyland, and uh, then came to Magic Kingdom. Uh, Tokyo, Paris, and then I guess in a in a nice full circle kind of way, yeah, Shanghai. About. Yeah. So obviously you had the ride um, that inspired the film, Good and then the film that inspired the ride, ride at Shanghai. Yeah. You've obviously seen bits and pieces of the films make their way into the original Pirates rides yep. at the other parks, yep. but the Shanghai ride was the first one built after the films, I think. And yeah. Uh, or certainly the first one built with the films being the, the thing. The thing, yeah. Like, I'm sure there is a whole generation of Disney park goers who now go on the Pirates ride fully expecting it to be retelling the movie. Absolutely, And, and obviously, yeah. whilst there is a Jack Sparrow in there now and a few other references, uh, by and large, it's it's, it's not. No, it's yes. still just kind of a generic pirate thing. Yeah. 
now just with some added Jack Sparrow and whatnot. Yeah, I guess a uh, different market. Chinese market, uh, quite uh, insular. Yes. So, but the uh, films are big over there. Yeah. They're, they're the reason they keep getting made. Yeah. It's China. True. So, I guess uh, people from uh, Japan would have known, potentially known about the ride in California prior to it being built in uh, Japan. Yeah. And <clears> so that's why they would have that version. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas people from China wouldn't necessarily know of the versions from around the world because they wouldn't necessarily have travelled. Yeah. You mentioned It's a Small World earlier. I did. Um, so apparently Pirates of the Caribbean was originally meant to be sort of just a waxwork walkthrough. Oh. Uh, and then the success of It's a Small World uh, led to it being reimagined as a boat ride. Really? A boat ride, yeah. That's quite cool. That's cool. I mean, it makes perfect sense. Yes. being, you know, a pirate's ride. Yeah. And you would think, yeah, of course it's got to be on a boat. Yeah. But it's a Small it, World originally built for the World's Fair. Right. Which is referenced in another film based on uh, Disney theme parks. Tomorrowland? Yeah. Ah, nice. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe we'll talk about that one at a later date. But uh, yeah, I, I thought that was kind of interesting that Pirates of the Caribbean was not originally going to be a boat ride. That it's it's not. If it's a walkthrough, it's not. It's not that. No. Yeah, that's no. not the one. No, no, it wouldn't. Probably wouldn't have been anything particularly special if it had ended up being a walkthrough. It would have been like that uh, Aladdin thing at Paris. Oh God, yeah, the Aladdin thing at Paris. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that thing. Is Nobody wants that. Amazing to look at I mean I'd still rather just sort of be locked in there for an hour and a half than watch that Aladdin remake based on what I've seen so far <laughs> I think Ouch. I think yeah. it sounds harsh and I've not seen the yeah. film but it's not looking particularly promising at this just early stage Blue Will Smith I mean, Blue Will Smith oh boy oh boy I actually would probably rather be locked in there than watch Salazar's Revenge again yeah yeah that sounds oh, from pro- what I understand about Salazar's Revenge even Stranger Tides yeah hmm I mean, I guess what's kind of surprising in a way about Pirates of the Caribbean and it becoming a five-film franchise is that the ride itself is pretty light on any sort of actual story. Yes. You're just kind of going through the generic... Well, yeah. There is a relative story depending on... They have tried to put a relative story through that, but it's obviously a relatively gentle boat ride. Yeah. So it's quite hard to tell a story as such because you're not sort of involved in it really you're sort of passing through it yeah you go through like you know the sacking of a town don't you yeah like like the mayor being kind of well tortured is maybe a strong way of putting it yeah it depends uh, on i guess it depends on what version you go to right so if you're at the disney world one in magic kingdom that we know the most yeah you do there's like sort of the the pre-show bit where you're going through the cave and you get the dead men tell no tales bit. Yes. And then you do the drop. Yes. And then uh, you're into town, right? After uh, that. And then you get, then you're in the pirate ship scene where the pirate ship is attacking the Spanish fort. Okay. Yeah. And then you're into the town. Right. Yeah. So there's definitely uh, visuals that were clearly, um, you know, touchstones for the film. Yeah. Like, so throughout the ride. The story on the ride is sort of, there's the invasion which is the boat attacking the fort, and yep. then the people, the pirates in the town, raiding the place yeah. after they've first done the attack. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think in Paris, it's sort of a diff, it's in a different order, and there's a there's a big fire bit as well. So. Yeah, something also else I didn't know, and maybe this is like extremely ignorant of me not to know this, but I didn't know that Yo Ho Yo Ho, a pirate's life for me, was written for this ride. That is quintessential pirate, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I didn't know that. No. I thought it was like. I think it's it draws some inspiration from oh Christ, the Robert Louis Stevenson pirate story. 
I've gone completely blank. Um, What's that called? Treasure Island. Treasure Island. I think it draws some inspiration from that, but I didn't know that the song had been written as it as it is known for the ride. Huh. And it was written by I've got their names here actually. Uh, a composer called George. Uh, Bruns, who apparently worked on a lot of Disney movies. Makes sense. Um, and also Javier Atencio, who was an Imagineer. Great name. Uh, yeah, they both passed away now. But yeah, I had no idea that they had both uh, had written this for the, the ride specifically. And obviously people now know it as being something that is sung in the movies. Yeah. Um, it's one of the most blatant references you know, now knowing that it was made for the ride, it's one of the most blatant references in yeah. the film because Elizabeth sings it at the start on the ship as a young girl, Jack yep. sings it on the beach with Elizabeth and then sings it kind of towards the end as well. Yeah. I so mean, I didn't know that. That's for me, like in neat. pirate folklore, mm. outside of the ride and this, I didn't realise also that this song was for the ride. Yeah, I just kind so, of thought it was one of those kind of stuff of pirate legend. Yeah. It's just like a generic thing that is either of actual pirate legend or has just been, you know... It was come up with way before any of this existed, and has been part of pirate stories for generations. Yeah. So I didn't realise it was it was made for a theme park ride. It's such a good song. It's it's really good. Yeah, yeah. Always come out singing the song. Absolutely, hundred um, percent. I mean, I could, before we sort of move on to the film and how it got made, like, what, what's your kind of general take on the Pirates of the Caribbean like ride? It's kind of a go-to classic. Uh, yeah, I, I the, can't all the Disney not parks. go on it. No. Like, it has to be done. Yeah, I enjoy it so much. Yeah, it's it's really good. So the film. So I've done some reading, Josh, some research. Believe it or not. Whoa, I know. I've, I've I've impressed myself with my outright <laughs> professionalism here. I, mean, I should really start getting a salary for this, quite frankly. So the script writers that I mentioned earlier, yeah. Elliot and Russo, yeah. not of the Avengers that we know of, um, were working on ideas for pirate movies, yeah. pirate scripts, as early as the 90s. Feels like a go-to, doesn't it? Like, well, I mean, because it had been win. a long time since kind of the golden age of pirate movies, and there was a thing. Oh, oh, you mean? Uh, Muppets Treasure Island. Well, yes. But there was a, a desire on their part, I think, to kind of reinvigorate that that old style of film. Yeah. That had kind of fought much in the same way that the Western had been and had its time. Yes. Uh, they tried to bring them back. Pirates films had also had their day in the sun. Yes. Um, so they had been working on ideas. And then Disney ended up commissioning a film based on the ride. They commissioned someone else to write it. And this was during a period where Disney were looking to their theme parks for inspiration for movies. So they did a Country Bears film uh, around this same time, mm-hmm. which they were developing. And that released, I think, in 2002 and was a disaster. And that apparently kind of put them off as far as Pirates of the Caribbean went. Yeah, that's Pirates of the Caribbean was originally being pitched as a director video film. Right. Uh one thing I didn't realise that I thought was was fun was uh, Matthew, as I like to call him, thanks to Mark Commode, because it's way easier to say, uh, Michael Mahogany was uh, <laughs> was being kind of pencilled in to play the role of Jack Sparrow. Um, and I can't imagine Matthew Mahogany playing Jack Sparrow. I mean, it's one of those roles now. You can't imagine anyone else doing it, really. Although the way Johnny Depp's career has ended up, I think you probably could have just got any old drunk off the street to do yeah. the role in the last two or three films. Yeah. But the OG film, I mean, Johnny Depp was nominated for an Oscar yeah. for this. He was relatively, like, together at the time, right? Because he was in Sweeney Todd as well. 
Sweeney Todd was way after this. Well, yeah, but like he was, he was like relatively together during that first period. Yeah, it was around Stranger Tides where he went real bizarre, I guess. Yeah, there there was lots of strange stories about him being like fed his lines in an earpiece in the last couple of Pirates movies. Like he's clearly just turning up for the paycheck at this point. Um, But I mean, Pirates films really started his kind of love affair with live act, like because he ended up being the Mad Hatter. Yeah, he was in the Lone Ranger remake. He was uh, Tanto, which was a disaster yeah. for Disney. Like that was clearly. I think that might have been Gore Verbinski also. Yeah, uh, um, and they had uh, Army Hammer. That was meant to launch Army Hammer's career. That film. Oh wow! He was the Lone Ranger. What was that? Other, they did. Um, what was that other Disney film that also looked like it was very much trying to be the next Pirates and was a disaster? And it, it didn't have Johnny Depp in it, but it was John something. Was it John? John Wick. John, no, not John Wick. No. Uh, um, what's it called? John Carver. Is that what it is? John. It was just his name on the post. Was yeah, the title, wasn't yeah, it? it was. It was like a really like the fact that we can't remember it speaks volumes. I think so. Let's not let's not um, have a load of dead air trying to think of what it's called. Of course, if you suddenly remember, do shout. Um, and John Carter. John Carter. That's it. You're right. I think that's correct. Yeah. Um, that was a bad film. Yeah. Anyway. Brooke yeah. Hyman was eventually brought on board, as were Elliot and Rousseau, to come up with an idea for the film. And they that's when the supernatural element came into it, because they oh, wanted okay. to elevate it beyond being like... Just pirates. Just pirates, because yeah. they were like, pirates have been and gone, and with reason, we can't just make another one of those, so you, let's... You've got to put a bit of spin on let's it. Let's put a spin on it. Um, but Michael Eisner, good old Michael Eisner, who we've spoken about before, yeah, tried to have the film shut down, Josh. Oh. Yeah. Boo. Partly because of the country bears. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Partly because that's not a bad excuse. The production costs, and also because it was probably going to be a PG thirteen, and um, far too high. Yes, but eventually he was convinced to go ahead with it, but on the condition that they kind of move it away a bit from its ties to the theme park ride. Okay. Again, partly because of the country bears. There's an interesting like trend I feel when you look at Disney theme park movies where you have like. The original idea they obviously had of, wouldn't it be cool to make movies based on our theme park rides? Yeah. So they made the Country Bears, and that was a disaster, which created doubts in their mind for Pirates. Yeah. And Pirates was a big success, which then generated renewed confidence for the Haunted Mansion. Yeah. And then that was terrible. Yeah. And I guess they haven't really done another one since then. I mean, obviously, they've kept making Pirates. Yeah. But Pirates is now known for just being the film franchise, not because of the ride at this point. It's a moneymaker. Yeah. So they haven't made any other theme park movies since no. Pirates, like well, since Haunted Mansion. Yeah, uh, original. Not based on rides. Not no. until well, Tomorrowland, I guess. Yeah, I get. Well, I mean, I was talking about actual rides. Oh, got the Jungle. Cruise. You got the Jungle Cruise coming, yes, which I think has potential. They've got a good cast assembled yeah, for that. Cast. I mean, Dwayne Johnson's kind of a an instant win yeah. at the box and, office and these and days. The ride is Emily fairly Blunt. generic. Mm. Uh, it's really good fun, yeah, but uh, kind of generic. So it's a good base, I think. Yeah, for uh, a film, yeah, you can go anywhere with it. I think that's due out this year. Yeah, and I think Jumanji three is as well. Huh. So you could end up <laughs> like Christmas time. You've got two jungle. Kind of uh, wish they weren't making Jumanji three so soon. Yeah, I mean, I really liked Jumanji two, as they're yeah. clearly calling it, kind of. Yeah. Um, unofficially. Yeah. Jumanji, yeah. Welcome to the Jungle, I think is what yeah. its official title. Yeah. I, I really liked that film, but yes, I it does seem like a bit of a quick turnaround. Like, like they, f- they should wait until the next thing. 
Yeah, because what's it going to be? Is it going to be another video game or is it going to be VR or something? I guess that kind of is yeah. that's kind of the same. I and mean, you've got to get sucked into something or it comes into the real world. Yes. Which is what they did in the original, obviously. Yeah. So maybe the video game comes into the... I don't know. I don't know. Wait and see. Um, but the the point I was getting to was, yeah, Michael Eisner was basically a bit wary of tying the film. So he saw like production. He saw what was being made and what was being done. Yeah. And that gave him renewed confidence in the film as a film. But he was still wary of tying it too closely to the theme park. Yeah. So whilst we have mentioned some references like blatant references to stuff in the ride that did make it in like yeah. Yo-Ho like the the prisoners trying to get the keys from the dog and there's lots of like imagery that is similar like the sacking of Port Royale at the yep. start it's you know very reminiscent of what happens in the ride yes but by and large the film kind of stands on its own I think uh, it's it's a good move yes because uh, I think if you try and tie it too close to the ride it then limits what you can do with the film yeah because there's only so far you can go with what the ride provides you. Yeah. So you have to take it off somewhere where you can then build it out and grow. Yeah. And and there were a few... It's difficult to sort of separate these um, cuts that were made from what was still in it, because I don't see these as being any more sort of blatant uh, references to the ride itself. Right. But apparently there was a scene, for example, where Jack and Will Turner make their way into the cave full of treasure towards the end of the film. And yep. They go through a waterfall and like visually it's far more tightly linked okay. to yep. the ride. Yep, like and, uh, and at the beginning, changed. sort of drops off. Yeah, or, yeah. And I guess yeah they, the, they went through a big drop originally yeah. in the film to I guess get into the, the, the cave of treasure. The California one, you do drop into a cave of treasure. Right. I think, off yeah. the top of my head. So... Uh, which makes sense. I guess that's it's based on the California one predominantly. Right. In fact, I mean, there's a line in the original script. They 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 are heading into the cave, and, and Will says, "What's do you, are you, do you want to do a line reading with me here, John? Oh, okay. Uh, so, uh, do you want to be Will or uh, Jack? I'll uh, be Will. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, ready? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so, 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 just for some uh, context here. The interceptor is uh, lying at anchor in the distance. Yep, uh, Jack and Will uh, rowing away from the large vessel yep. in a small longboat towards the rocky shore. The rush of waterfall grows louder. Will looks ahead of them. Is a black cave mouth right at water level. What's that? Depends. On what? On whether the stories are all true. If they are, that's a waterfall that spills over at high tide with a short drop to an underground lagoon. If not. By now, the moving water tugs on the longboat and they are sucked in. Well, too late. <laughs> Into caves, underwater lagoon, night. The longboat takes a harrowing drop over a short waterfall, but then lands safely in a gorgeous underwater lagoon. Floats lazily towards a sandy shore. Chalk one up for the stories, says Jack. Solid, that is. Yeah, hire us, please. Yeah. Uh, if we don't make it as podcasters, then acting <laughs> is 100% the right route for us yeah. to take. Uh, maybe on radio. Yeah. Yeah, we should do radio plays. <laughs> Branch out and do radio plays. That would be amazing. If Disney won't make any more theme park films, we'll just do them as radio plays. But yeah, I guess that is kind of a maybe an overly blatant nod to how the ride works. Yes. Like, like it, you're one step away from Jack saying, make sure you keep your arms and feet inside the longboat at all times, please, <laughs> Mr. Turner. <laughs> yeah, very much so. Yeah. But yes, so by and large, the film you know stands on its own. And um, I have like... I have very fond memories of the first Pirates movie. 
and it's a really good movie. My memories of it are very directly tied to Disney in in its own way as well because okay. I saw it for the first time at Downtown Disney. Ah, oh. yeah, summer of two thousand and three. My mum had heard really good things about the film. Yeah, from like I guess you know critics back yeah. home, and said we should go and see it. And everyone was a bit skeptical, like you know, okay, I guess. Yeah, pirates film, bit old fashioned, didn't it? Like what are we doing? Why are we seeing this? And we went and saw it. And um, we we thought it was fantastic. We were we all loved it, and um, it's probably the best film I've ever seen at Downtown Disney. Oh. Like, I've got yeah, I've got a decent record of seeing films at Downtown Disney. Actually, I think I saw Guardians of the Galaxy there. I I saw Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides at Disney. Oh wow! Yeah, that wow. was that Wait, was not w- worth it. W- was this a punishment for something? Uh, well, at the time, it like literally just come out. Yeah, uh, and we didn't really know anything about it. Right. I was like, oh, last. Three pirate films were really good. This one would be good, right? You reckon? I, I'm not sure about this. the second and third ones. Were they good? I, uh, I thought the third one was better than the second one. Uh, yeah, I remember thinking that also, but I still didn't think either of them were that great. They weren't the first one, but I thought... Uh, I don't know. I, I enjoyed them. Mm. They weren't as good as the first one. No. But it's kind of, oh, that new pirates films come out, and they're like rebooting it. Yeah. Let's go watch that. that. That should be good. No. 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 Uh, I have seen. Uh, I did see Shrek in preview at Universal. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so preview. it was before, the, the first one. Yeah, before it was even out in the UK. So uh, yeah, and that was like. So it came out. We saw it in America, and then I was like, "Oh, there's that Shrek things coming out. That looks a bit weird." I was like, oh. "It's really good." Yeah, Go there's, a, there's a potential downtown Disney cinema trip on the cards this year. Could oh. be Captain Marvel. Oh, um, which might a good, be a good one to show. see there. So, yeah, you know, if, if if we feel as strongly about that one as we did about Guardians back in. Well, about 2014 or something. Yeah. Um, that would that would be good. That would um, be good. Well, I've got the niece and nephews with me this time, this year. Uh-huh. So, uh, probably no film on the cards. Oh. Uh, Let down. It's the, the youngest is um, probably, a, it's a bit of aggro to take it to the cinema, I'd imagine. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, what are your, sort of, some of your favourite memories, favourite sequences from that first the, film? My favourite, the beginning part really is probably my favourite part what, when they find Will there's a kid no not so not the, not that very beginning part oh, but right. so the when Jack comes to oh on the on the boat on the boat sinking. yeah yeah it's sinking the iconic entrance yeah and then the uh, getting to the uh, interceptor yeah underwater with the uh, over the uh, oh with the yeah yeah with the, the boat, boat upside down their, yeah upside down over their heads and he puts his foot through a crab box yeah yeah yeah, that's pretty good. They're probably my, my two favourite moments. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're just good fun. It's just a really good fun film. It is. Um, I like the bit where the uh, the Black Pearl crew um, have turned into skeletons and are walking on the seabed yes. to board the Interceptor. Yeah. That's really good. And also the bit where you where it's first revealed that they are a skeleton crew mm. uh, when Elizabeth's on board and you get the classic Barbosa line about it being a ghost story. And also, I like really I like the sacking of Port Royal as well because it does have that tie to the ride. Yes, and just as a sequence, you get a lot of character from Jack during that. Like it works as an action sequence and as a character sequence. You, the way he manages to get out of jail and make the most of all the chaos that's going on around him is good fun. So yeah, Pirates film's good. I really like um the two like. F- 
comic comedic oh, characters. Oh yeah, one of them is Mackenzie Crook, isn't yes. it? Yeah. Uh, I think they're really great. The bit where they're in the rowboat dressed as women. Yes, that's good fun. That's really good fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the first Pirates film is, is a good time, for there's, sure. There's lots of really good... There's lots of funny moments. There's lots of uh, really good action moments. Yeah, and the CG actually holds up yeah. like fairly well. And the story beat goes on at a good pace, which is really great. Yes, definitely. It was, it was before the time where every big blockbuster that came out felt like it was desperately trying to set up a sequel or a universe. You know, yeah. this film clearly just was meant to come out. Yeah. And, and on that, actually, um, during development, the film was always just supposed to be called Pirates of the Caribbean. And Eisner, again, going back to the concerns he had about it being tied to the ride, yeah. wanted to add this subtitle called The Curse of the Black Pearl. And apparently, the director was not happy about that because the curse is not—it's not the black pearl. That's not the curse. The no. curse is the treasure. Yes. So the type, the subtitle doesn't actually really make sense. <laughs> so, I, 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 apparently, during my research for this, my extensive research for this episode, apparently, the, the director basically set a mandate. It's like, look, if you're going to make me have this stupid subtitle. I want it really small on the posters. <laughs> so if you look at all the posters from, you know, a reasonable distance, yeah, of the you can only really see that it's Pirates of the Caribbean. You have to get a bit closer to see that it's Curse of the Black Pearl. Yeah. But yeah, Eisner was like, one, this will distinguish it from the film, and two, if we make sequels, each one can have a subtitle, and we've set a precedent with this first one. Yeah. But, you know, it was a very marketing move yeah a, a very uh, studio executive move and not one that really made sense the people that are cursed are the crew of the black pearl though it's not yeah i guess it's not like there are other people that suddenly die or suddenly become human because well not that we know of no but yeah i don't know but maybe something to explore in parts of the caribbean six um, <sighs> yeah effie from uh skins uh, is in the latest Pirates film. Wow. Yeah. Is the music still good in Pirates? Like the the soundtrack from the original, and I think from to be fair, from the the whole original trilogy, because there's some good yeah music that's associated with the Davy Jones crew. Yeah. Um, but certainly the uh, music in the first film, it's still awesome. And and Hans Zimmer gets all the credit because I think he was involved in like the main theme, mm. but it's not him. He did not score that movie. It was um, someone called Klaus. Badelt, I think. Um, I might be mispronounced, butchering that surname. It's definitely Klaus something. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so that's, yeah, it's not Hans Zimmer. Uh, uh, he yeah, is I widely guess thought to be the guy that did Pirates, but it's, not the case. It's a fine soundtrack. It's an okay soundtrack. Oh, really? This is a, quite a controversial view. I feel like it's kind of widely seen as being pretty damn good. No, I mean, so the uh, later films. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Right. But it's like, um, was it like uh, the Jurassic World? Is it? Oh right. Does it sort of rely? Is it very? Is it? Is it very much being like? Remember this theme from the? Yeah. Don't you still love this music, even though the film's bad? You That's know? how I feel about it. That's right. how I always felt about it. Anyway. Right. Fair enough. Um, yeah. Uh, another weird sort of, I guess, enduring legacy. Well, it's not enduring. It's enduring to me because I'm a nerd. <laughs> but two weird pirates video games. One that was just called Pirates of the Caribbean. And as far as I understand it, was not a Pirates of the Caribbean film it, uh, game. It was a Pirates game in development at around the same time. Right. That I guess through some very lazy 
deal that was signed yeah. was then sold a Pirates of the Caribbean game, but it had nothing to do with wow. Pirates of the Caribbean. And I know because I bought it, I remember buying it for like 10 quid in the PC budget range thinking, oh, Pirates of the Caribbean game. <laughs> Did you buy it from uh, Funhouse? Uh, no. No, no, not Funhouse Crayford if we need to bring up more local uh, <laughs> local knowledge. Local of knowledge. Yeah, but... Uh, now no, a vape I, shop. I actually bought it in Game Blue Water, huh. which for our US listeners is our GameStop. Yes, um, in a uh, shopping mall. In a shopping mall, yes. Yes, and uh, yeah, that was weird. And then I also found out today that there was a Pirates of the Caribbean MMO that was apparently sort of run at around the same time as Toontown Online. Did you ever play that? Are you familiar with Toontown Online? I know of Toontown Online. I played Toontown Online. I never Online. played Toontown Online. You should look up Toontown Online. There, there's a dedicated community that still runs, runs a it. like bootleg version oh, wow. of Toontown Online. Was <laughs> was Pirates a like Chinese only MMO or was it a no global no MMO? no no? It was a it was a big um, it was a big deal. I think I think it was a free to play huh. MMO. Because I could imagine it. a a like a Chinese market. Pirates MMO being big money. I mean, it's only been the last. It's only been like relatively recently that the Chinese market has become such a big thing. For I guess Hollywood, so, yeah. right? Because yeah, I guess you got the Transformers films after like, the first two. Fast and Furious films. Fa- the later Fast and Furious films. The later Pirates of the Caribbean films. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I mean, it's no coincidence that they invested that all that money in what looks to be a very expensive Pirates ride at Shanghai oh, Disneyland. Incredibly, like looking. It looks amazing. Pirates ride. Yeah. Uh, obviously oh, yeah. based on the film that was based on the ride. I guess I need to get myself to Shanghai. Yeah. But, um, get your ass to Mars. Uh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, I think that's I think that's all I have to say really about Pirates of the Caribbean. I think it's without a doubt the most successful um, theme park ride to movie translation yes. that there's ever been. Yeah. And, um, you know, whatever you think about the sequels, it's, it's worth remembering that that first film... Is really good, and I it's, think stands in isolation on its own. Like it doesn't end with a need for a sequel. Even. No, like it does. It does. It is a, con- a satisfying conclusion in its own right. I um, very much like when someone goes, "Oh, should we watch Pirates of the Caribbean?" I like hope that no one ever goes, "Oh, should we watch the next one?" Yeah, like it's it's almost like Indiana Jones. There's three Indiana Jones films. Yeah, there's one Pirates of the Caribbean film. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Like and like you say, the second and third ones aren't so terrible. No, that I'm like. Ugh. Like, if they're on, yeah, I'll kind of watch them. Yeah, but like, if someone said to me, "I want to watch the first Pirates one," will you watch it with me? But only if you then also watch two and three with me. Right. To be honest, I'd probably still say no and just be like, "I've got it upstairs, mate. I'm just going to go watch it by myself." In that yeah. case, um, yeah, we'll watch it simultaneously but in separate I'm, rooms. The point I'm trying to make is that I'm not at so resentful of two and three that I just want them banished from memory. No, it, it seems like four and five, although I've not seen them, I have no desire to ever see them. No. But yeah, that first one. It's really good. Cracking. I think it holds up and uh, a really good example of how you can make a success of a theme park yeah. film adaptation, I think. But yeah, do let us know what you thought of this because we'd be keen to hear your thoughts, yeah. whether or not you think it was a decent idea and, and uh, if there are any films, theme park films that you in particular would like us to talk about, then do let us know. Yes, um, we plan certainly... to sort of make our way through the obvious Disney ones, but yeah. if there's anything beyond that, it's really interesting for us to do because we we learn new stuff. So. We certainly do. I did not know as much about the production of Pirates of the Caribbean yesterday. No, as the ride or the film. No, indeed. Um, so thanks very much for listening. Yeah. Um, we'll be back next week with another episode of the Park Rush Podcast. In the meantime, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It's Park Rush Podcast. You can email us. 
podcast at parkrush.com and you can find every episode as well at parkrush.com as well as on whatever your preferred podcasting app may well be. Like I say, until next time, we'll see you. Take it easy. Goodbye. Goodbye. 